We talked about one reason that you need your pelvic floor. Um, so give us another reason. So we talked about needing it to sit. What other good reasons to take very, care of your pelvic very floor? Very good reason. Another reason in order it. to urinate, defecate, and have intercourse. All three, all three of those systems are there. Yeah. Yes, your urinary system, your reproductive yes. system, and your digestive system. They're all there. And if your pelvic floor muscles are not uh, functioning properly, all three would be affected. All three. And both men and women, by the way. I'm just, I've just started treating men. I'm not ready to talk about that because this is mommy. But um, men and women. Yes, we men have pelvic floor too. Pelvic floors too, so. This episode is sponsored by Sew and Reap Physical Therapy, where you can get pain relief and strengthening for all of your muscles, including the pelvic floor muscles. To get more information, go to www.sowandreappt.com and schedule your free 20-minute phone consultation. You are listening to Unapologetically Mommyhood, where we talk the real behind the scenes of mommyhood and business through the eyes and experiences of other moms in business. First, we are moms, yes, but we are also women, bosses, and humans. Here we support moms on being confident, authentic, and most of all, unapologetic to who they are, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Our identity isn't tied to just being a mom because we are so much more. Welcome to the mommyhood. Hello, 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 and welcome to Unapologetically Me Mommyhood, where we are talking about all things motherhood and business right down to it because we want to support moms in being confident and authentic to who they are as a woman business owner and human yes we are human we may seem like we're super women but we are human and that our identity isn't tied to just being a mom because we're so much more so we're here to guide women on the journey of running their home and their business through the eyes of other moms in business. So every week we're going to just be talking about being unapologetic and embrace all of who you are as a mom, a woman, and a human. You're good, you're bad, you're ugly. That mommyhood is super, super real. It's not all giggles and cuddles like you may see on the internet. Sometimes it hits the fan, literally, and you have those breakdown, ugly cries, just like everybody else. So everything, mommy, them, and business. And today, today we're going to be talking about the pelvic region, right? So everything you can do with a healthy pelvis, you know, I'd be like, oh, really? But no, we're not going there because everybody has one. So today we're going to find out how to take care of it properly and coming in to help us do that. Uh, we have Dr. Latanya Mister, who is a doctor of physical therapy, specializing in the pelvic floor. So let's go ahead and welcome her in. Hey, hey. <laughs> hey, hey, how, how are, you? are you? I'm doing fine. So let's 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 talk a little bit about <laughs> you what it is that you do, who you are, why you do what you do. Tell the people a little bit about that before we get gotcha, into gotcha. the news. Well, 
my name is Dr. Tanya Mister, as you mentioned, and I'm real laid back about it. So just call me Tanya. It's fine. <laughs> you know, because in pelvic floor, you have to have that relationship. Right. And, and that trust. So I'm actually from Kilmichael, Mississippi, a big city. Actually, it's, it's kind of small, but it's my heart. Right. Um, and uh, <laughs> I attended undergrad school at Mississippi State University. And I went to physical therapy school at the University of Mississippi Medical Center. And I graduated there in 2008 military spouse. So we moved around a lot following my husband's career. And now we're here in Shreveport, Louisiana, where um, I opened up Sew and Reap Physical Therapy. Um, I received my start in pelvic floor in um, Oklahoma City at uh, OU Physicians, amazing clinic there. Yeah, we were stationed there for three, three years oh. or something like that, three, four years. We moved around so much. I forget sometimes. <laughs> And so uh, I started there. I got two years of great experience there working with some great providers. Just touched my heart to continue that. Um, I didn't think pelvic floor physical therapy was where I was going to you know, be in my career. I was always, you know, very active as a younger girl. I was, you know, basketball player, cheerleader. So I did all of that. So I always saw myself being a physical therapist and I always saw myself going into sports medicine side, you know, more of that, which dealing with the athletes. And um, I, I don't know, I just, it was too fast paced for me. I wanted more one-on-one. -on -one. I got, I finally uh, received the opportunity to shadow a physical therapist who um, did pelvic floor work. Uh, I just called once we got to Oklahoma City and got settled. And I was like, well, you know, I see y'all off pelvic floor. How, can I come and shadow and see what you all do? And they uh, said, yes, I had two days to shadow them. And uh, my first reaction was, I can't do that. <laughs> Like, if I'm going to be honest, I was just, I, I just didn't think I could do it. Uh, I remember I was speaking to my husband about it. And he was like, try it again, go back the next day. And then I went back and I just, it was the patients. They're hearing their testimonies, hearing them say, look, we need more people doing pelvic floor. We need more people helping us. And it, it touched my heart and I just, I took off with it. So I've been loving it ever since. <laughs> I, I love that. And. I am. I was just thinking about it. So, fun fact: I'm actually Whoa, from cool. Oklahoma. <laughs> so, when you said that you did at Oklahoma City at OSU, and what's crazy is that I don't hear a lot of people mm, talk about Oklahoma, yeah. you know, so, uh, or that yeah, yeah. they've even been, you know. So, when you just said that, I was like, "Hey, she, you know, she that's right." And I enjoyed now, it. Like, I still you know? communicate with people up there. Like, it was like home. So I love that feel. Like it still has that southern feel to it, you know, even though it's, you know, it's a city. Yeah, slow pace. So what I do want you to talk about that you hadn't said yet okay. is talk about so okay, and so and reap. So an idea that God blessed me with in Alaska. We were stationed up there, and I was just like, you know, it's time to make that move and to open up the practice. I only wanted to do pelvic floor. Like I wanted to open up a women's health because in Oklahoma City, that's all we saw. We saw women. Um, so I was familiar with that. And I didn't want to have to learn business and a new uh, treatment as far as like adding men to the system, right, to, to my program. So um, the word so came up because mm -hmm. it means strength of a woman. I love that. And I made it an acronym. And, and actually, at first it wasn't. It was just going to be called strength of a woman, physical therapy. And uh, I found a business coach, amazing guy. And yeah. he was like, look, you're missing out on a lot of money by just doing pelvic floor. Add some orthopedic patients in there, but market the pelvic floor. You know, that's your niche. And that's what I did. 
And uh, so, but in order to do that, I had to, I didn't want to get rid of strength of a woman, right? So I just turned it into sow and added reap to that. You know, you sow it, you plant it, and then yeah. you reap the benefits of it. So I'm planting that seed, hey, get yourself healthy, come here, let us help you. Yeah. And then you reap the benefits of being in great health. So that's how I came up. I love it. And I wanted you to say that, you know, because we, we are talking to moms and I often talk to the women about how powerful you are and this notion that you can only, once you become a mom, yeah. like that's all you can do is be a mom, not realizing that is. we did things before we were moms. Like we were powerful, strong then, we held things together then. And then after we were moms, we became like <laughs> even <right>. more powerful, <laughs> right? You know what I mean? So I really wanted you to talk about that. So talk a little bit about well, pelvic floor is a very sensitive topic, right? Um, and a lot of ladies, they come into that in our clinic feeling defeated, you know, especially those who are dealing with pelvic pain. It's a long process. It's a long process for some. And they feel defeated. And I, I use that word strength because I want them to know, look, you're still human. You're still here. You still have a purpose. You're going to get through this, you know, and I'm here. We're going to work through it. We're going to figure it out. It may be trial and error, but the goal is, you know, we're going to figure it out. What is really causing your pain? How can we help better resolve it? Which treatment path should we take? Um, so that I, I love the word strength because of the way, like, again, when I first meet a patient, I do the evaluation. A lot of there, there are times that ladies come in and they immediately start crying. And you know what I do? I have my notepad. I'm taking notes. I sit it down mm. and I'm like, talk. And then they just talk. So the first visit may just be them just letting it out, like just crying it out, you know. So but that may be what they needed to get started. Right. They're like, I just needed to process these emotions. I got somebody who's here and they are actually listening. And not only are they listening, but they understand and they're not judging. So that's why I, I just love strength of a woman. Yeah, I love that. And I love that you yeah. talked about, you know, just giving them the space. Right. Because a lot of times when you're having issues and issues that are very personal to you, even that you don't want to talk about out loud, that you always yeah. feel like someone's going to judge you when you are um, ready to be That's open. Right. And it takes you longer to get to that space. So let's, let's talk about that a little bit. Do, does it take them a while before they even show up in your office? Like how... How long does it usually take for them to say, okay, I need to go? Well, it depends. Like, like for those who are referred by a doctor, they usually come right in, right? Because their doctor have said, you know, yes, you need this. So they usually come. But the ones who are self-referred, because um, uh, Louisiana is a direct mm -hmm. access state, direct access state, which means you do not have to have a doctor referral to go see a physical therapist. Um, those patients, I offer free 20-minute consult, right? They'll call, but sometimes it takes them a month or two to actually come in. They're still processing and still thinking about it. So sometimes with the mm -hmm. self-referred patient, it can take a little bit longer. And so let's let's talk a little bit about the importance, right? Because what do you use your pelvic area for aside <laughs> from what everybody has in their head? You know what I mean? <laughs> what? What are the other reasons you use your pelvis? Like why well, is your pelvic you're sitting on area important? All day, every day. And if it's in pain or if something's wrong, you know, okay. all day, every day, right? <laughs> you know, it's the core. Okay. The core, you just, you cannot function without okay. a core, okay? Your abs, pelvic floor, that whole region works together. You know, the body is connected like a chain. And so you, it's just, 
you really can't do anything. It, I've had patients who like it was debilitating for them. They couldn't even walk to the, had difficulty walking to the restroom. Right. They were, it's mm. just, you can't function. You literally cannot function when you're having true, true pelvic pain. So, yeah. Now pelvic pain and pelvic weakness are two totally different things. Pelvic weakness would be All something right. like I leak urine when I cough, flab, sneeze, you know, things like that. Um, that was a glitch. We, we still good. Okay. All right. And, uh, but then pelvic yep, pain, again, it can be here. from true muscle spasm. It can be from post-op um, scar tissue. There's a lot of different reasons um, that you can have either pelvic pain or weakness. And it's not always related to childbirth. That's another thing. And it's not always older women either. You know, a lot of people want to say, oh, you see a lot of old. No, no. Mm -mm. You can be a, like a, a bodybuilder, you know, uh, those women are prone to pelvic floor issues as well. So, I mean, mm. it just depends on their, their body type. And so what she just said, everybody, is that when you are having pelvic issues, you will know, because when you're sitting, you are using that area to sit. That's correct. And it's connected to your core, you said. So you're going to know all out if you need it. So if you've been having an issue when you're sitting, when you're walking and you don't know what it is and you've been trying to figure it out, it may exactly. be your pelvic floor and you may need to see a pelvic floor physical therapist. And you may also need to go see your doctor in order to get a referral to see a pelvic floor physical therapist. And I will keep saying pelvic floor physical therapist because we always hear about other types of physical therapy, but when do you ever hear about pelvic floor physical therapy? I know we had a conversation before and we talked about me, you, and some other women, we talked about um, the importance of getting pelvic floor physical therapy even Correct. before you're going in for birth, right? Correct. And it could help, right? Like it can help. Can you talk a little bit about that? Um, how it can help. Well, so are, are um, they pregnant at this point or this is prior to pregnancy as well? Prior to pregnancy. Okay. So prior to pregnancy, pregnant. well, you want to make sure that your pelvic floor has proper coordination, proper strength, proper endurance. You know, um, that's that's the thing. We, we do a pelvic examination, like when you go to see your gynecologist, right? We do that. We're checking for your muscle strength, your muscles endurance, because mm -hmm. um, endurance, let, it's, that's the ability to get up and go to the restroom without leaking or having any pain or anything like that, right? Um, so, and the strength, again, it stops us from leaking because mm -hmm. um, we rate it on a scale of one to five, zero to five, actually. And there are some patients who have a, a, a strength of zero, which means they have no control of their pelvic floor muscles. And so our goal would be for them to get to a strength of four or five so that they can function, mm -hmm. right? So prior to pregnancy, you want to just have that examination done so you'll know, well, it, it'll help during delivery because you have more control. Because there are people who have muscle incoordination where, you know, one side of the, mm -hmm. it's, it's crazy, one side of the pelvic floor could be squeezing, the other one could be too relaxed. So you can have that um, muscle incoordination, yeah, and the pelvic floor. So oh, you and that, can you okay. imagine trying to push out a baby uh, and you don't even have proper coordination in your pelvic floor muscles? You're not even aware. Um, there are people who don't even know how to bear down, like you know, to push. And so we we talked about that. We yeah. talked about that. And that's yeah. when you let us know about the pelvic floor physical therapy. So, ladies. I'm going to let Dr. Latanya Mister tell you the proper way to push because 
the doctors often tell you to do things that you don't normally do. And so not understanding can do you some damage (laughs) down there. I'm just going to tell you that, right? Because one thing that I told her, and this is just open beer, we're talking about mommyhood. I don't care. I just talk about whatever's happening. You know what I mean? And one of the things that I told Latanya is that the doctor kept telling me to bear down like when you go poop. (laughs) And I was like, what? Like, I don't bear down, right? This might be too TMI, right? TMI. Maybe I should have said that ahead of time. Right, just right. in case you want to plug your ears or something. You know what I'm saying? But I was saying, like, she kept saying, like, you are about to poop. And I'm like, look, you got to explain this a different way mm-hmm. because I don't bear down when I go poop. Like, I don't think that gotcha. is a normal thing, right? From what I know, that's not normal. And she kept saying it over and over. And I'm like, okay, if you're going to have to explain it to me a different way. And so mm-hmm. I want you mm-hmm. to explain this to the women who um, are thinking about getting pregnant, who are working on getting pregnant, who are pregnant right now, and they'll be going in to do this the proper okay. way. So it's all about push. breathing too. That matters, right? So it's very important to like, we. You know, there's diaphragmatic breathing that helps open up the rib cage and the abdomen, right? But this is, you take an inhalation through the nose and exhale through your lips with your lips, purely breathing. So exhaling, but you're really focusing on, there's two areas. You can focus on the area right between the vagina and the anus and just just let it flow that way. You do want the abdomen have, they have to work with it, the abdominal muscles. Um, and so you will feel them contracting as well. So everything is just mm-hmm. bearing down and going down. Nothing should be squeezing. Nothing should be, you know, your abdomen should be expanding. Everything should be squeezing in and bearing down. So um, that that's the best ex- explanation that I have right now. What what should they feel in the pelvic area? I know you said um, between that area and the anus, but what should they be feeling so that when they do push down, if they're not um, familiar with how the pelvic muscles move, right? So maybe they don't work that area. Maybe they don't know how to work that area. What a relaxation. What should they be feeling? Like things are, I know, right? See, and that's why it's good to see because with my patients, we do examine that. Can you, and you'll be surprised. Some people cannot bear down. I've seen that. Everything, when I say bear down, they squeeze and they think they're bearing down, but their muscles are squeezing. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's how we work with them. Um, that's very important. Oh, so, yeah. um, gosh, what's a good term? I'm trying to think. Just going toward, I, I really can't explain. It. It's like going toward the feet. Um, everything is just relaxing. Your hips should be relaxed. Your legs should be relaxed. The abdominal muscles should be, you know, kind of relaxed. So it's just like a a, a release. Um, I really can't give you a term. <laughs> I really can't. I'm so sorry. I'm asking for you ladies because when I was being told this, I was like, look, if you yeah. can't explain it to me better, yeah. we might not be going anywhere right now. Like this, this may not be happening. <laughs> you know, because I couldn't get that um explanation until mm. finally. I kind of felt it, you know, I felt it a little bit mm-hmm. and I was like, okay, so I feel it happening versus um, the explanation. Yeah. So if, that's like why you're I sitting, asked you kind of what should they feel. You're sitting on your pedestal you know, right now. If you bearing down, you will feel like the muscles are going towards the seat. It's going down. There's nothing is squeezing going up. Like it's 
going down mm. towards the seats, the muscle. And um, do you, well, I'm, are you doing it? Because I just did it. In, okay. yeah. <laughs> and I feel the muscles. Ladies, <laughs> ladies, ladies, if you're listening and you are hearing yeah, what she was yeah. saying out her mouth, go ahead and just try it right <laughs> now. You know what I mean? <laughs> like try the most in and see what you feel. And I know that, um, what do you think about um, Kegels? Because I know a lot of women um, practice that so that yes. they could um, have some control, right? And I know that you talked about coordination, right? And I was like, there's two sides that you got to do. Like, I didn't know that you got to try both sides. You know what I'm saying? I thought it was all just one, well, you know? <laughs> so can you talk a little bit about Here's that? one muscle. It really it? is. But there have been, and I felt this myself, there are times when that one side of that muscle just does, is not doing the same thing as the other, like left versus right. Um, so first off, I want to say everyone shouldn't be doing a Kegel. Everyone should not be doing it. If you have pelvic pain, please stop squeezing, okay. like please, because your muscles are already too tight. So you don't worry about Kegels. We need to worry about relaxing those muscles. Okay. Pelvic pain. Again, if you're sitting there and your muscles are in pain, don't squeeze. All if right. you have painful intercourse, don't do Kegels. If you have anything related to pain in the pelvic area, no Kegels. Um, excuse me. A Kegel. We have something that we call a knack. And that's the biggest thing that I push with um, with Kegels. And a knack means when you cough, sneeze, laugh, lift anything, you want to give it a, a squeeze, like squeeze the pelvic floor, right? Because that's what they're supposed to do okay. when you have any when they have any type of extra stress on them, right? They're supposed to give a little contraction, hold everything in. So cough, sneeze, laugh, anything that's going to put pressure in the pelvic floor, you want to do Kegels. Um, I I wouldn't suggest walking around doing kegels all day, every day, right? Okay. Think about the pelvic floor muscles like this. Okay. Your <laughs> bicep. I'm trying to get in shape, right? I'm trying to get my biceps in shape. I am not going to walk around with a dumbbell all day doing this, am I? No. Because okay. it's not, right? So it's the same thing with the pelvic no, floor. No, We're going to treat them like any <laughs> other muscle of the body. We're not going to walk around squeezing all day. Don't do that because then you can end up in a pelvic pain patient, okay. right? Because you trained your muscles to be tight all the time and it's too tight. So okay. that's why I always say if you just go in and get one evaluation, there are patients we just see one time. They just want to know, am I doing this correctly? And we can get their strength. We can get their endurance. We can get everything we need and then set up an exercise program around that score that we received based on their muscles, right? Not based on anybody else's. Cause my my Kegel number may be different than yours. I may be, I may need to do more or less than you. So it depends on that evaluation. All right, all right. So you heard that straight from the doctor's mouth. Don't be out here working your pelvic muscles more right. than you would work any other muscle, right? Because too much. Working the muscle can cause damage Correct. just like with anything else. And I'm saying this very calmly to make sure you understand <laughs> and hear me <laughs> that you should not be walking around no. doing kegels all day, no. trying to get it tight. You don't want to be over tight and then be in pain and be at the physical therapist is. trying there to it get is. help. It's that simple. <laughs> it's that simple. It really is. <laughs> All right, so we have really been talking a little bit about the pelvic floor and the things that you need it for, right? 
So we did talk about you sit on it all day, like when you're sitting down. And I, I didn't know that. So that is some enlightenment. So you are sitting, if you're sitting down, you're using yep. your pelvic floor yep. right now. You're using it right now to sit down. So that's very important. If you want to sit down, that's right. You need yep. it, right? <laughs> okay. So we found out that you definitely need that's it to right. sit. <laughs> all right. So as we've been talking, so uh, we do move a little bit into um, a little behind a mommyhood okay. behind the scenes, right? And so let's just talk a little bit about that mommyhood. <laughs> how many children? How old? And just tell us a little bit about that type of life. Uh, well, behind the scenes, I, if you hear that door opening, I'm trying to stay calm. That's my six-year-old. You know, that's the one who, yeah, that's, he, he tests daily, okay. daily. He tests me daily. <laughs> um, he, but he's my little shadow too. Like he's always, you know, mama's boy. So he's always under me, but he's always testing me. Um, and then okay. I have a 12-year-old daughter and she's more of a quiet, laid back, just... You know, more private, keep to herself. So, yeah, I always tell her, keep your door open because you're too quiet. Uh, <laughs> you know, she's that, that preteen age. So, no, we're not close. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, you got to make some noise in there. That's right. Bring a she's in band. So, um, you know, I'm that band mom now. And we actually have something Monday that I'm volunteering for for her um, first football game that she's going to play in. So, excited about that. Um, so, that's about it. Like, I, I was a mom, a house wife and mom for um, three years prior prior to moving here. So the whole time we was in Anchorage, Alaska, I was a stay at home uh, mom and wife, and um, it's it's different. Tell us your stay at home mom uh, something something uh, funny. Just tell us something funny that's that's happened being a stay at home mom. You know we go through a we go through a lot. Right, things happen all the time. You're like, what in the world? Oh, uh, actually, happen? we were in Anchorage, and that seven point something earthquake came through. We were there when that happened, and uh, yeah, I was getting my daughter ready for school. I was actually cooking breakfast, and my son was upstairs. He had gotten in bed with us that night, and yeah, we we were there during that. And the the funniest part it ain't it may not be funny to others, but it's funny to me because I laugh at myself all the time was after I got the kids safe, right? We were downstairs, lights out. The the floor is literally making the wave motion because the earthquake lasts for over a minute. And um, <laughs> my daughter, she's visibly shaking. Like she was just crying and shaking. I was scared. I'm holding my son who's sleep, by the way, dead sleep. Uh, I don't even, I, don't, I think he was a little bit over a year. Yeah, he was knocked out. He was like, sleep. I'm good, right? <laughs> and so I'm holding him and I'm looking at yeah, right. And I'm looking at um, my daughter. She's crying and shaking. And everything in me is like, calm her down. But I couldn't talk because I didn't realize that I couldn't breathe. So I'm standing there hyperventilating. <laughs> like, and again, I'm laughing. And the reason I'm laughing, because once what? it was over when we were having dinner, we were sitting at the table. And I was like, Nayla, how are you doing? And she was like, you know, all I remember is you going. <gasps> <laughs> and I'm like, oh, it's so true. I <laughs> Yeah, yeah, so I, I did not. I just happening. went to talk. I tried to talk, and next thing I know, I couldn't breathe. And I'm like, "What is this?" Like, <laughs> and again, some people might not think it's funny, but again, I laugh at myself all the time. Because your whole thing was your worry for them, right? So you didn't even realize that's right. That you that's you right. needed to worry about yourself in that moment either. 
See, our first thought, see? That's yes. what I'm talking about. That is that mommyhood, yes. right? So that that's cool. <laughs> so moving moving back now okay. to the pelvic floor. We talked about one reason that you need your pelvic oh. floor. So give us another reason. So we talked about needing it to sit. What other good reasons to take very, care of your pelvic very floor? Very good reason. Another reason in order to it. urinate, defecate, and have intercourse. All three, all three of those systems are there. Yes, your urinary system, your reproductive system, and your digestive system. They're all there. And if your pelvic floor muscles are not uh, functioning properly, all three will be affected. All three. And both men and women, by the way. I'm just, I've just started treating men. I'm not ready to talk about that because this is mommy. But um, men and women. Yes, we men have pelvic floor too. Pelvic floors too, so. Yeah, we all have one, right? And you say you need it for... Everything down there, <laughs> you just named everything. So if your pelvic floor has gone awry, then Correct. you're not going to be able to do Correct. anything properly. Yep. Wow. Okay. So this is some, this is really some enlightenment. Cause I'm like, okay, your pelvic floor is not working, but you'll, you'll be fine. You just need to go in. Right. But you just said it's going to affect walking, sitting, urinating, defecating. And then, of course, you said, like, if you're like, uh, one, if you want to have a baby, right? But, like, that's every everything that's right. down there. Like, yeah. you can't do it's anything. So how, how are people out here living through the pain if you can't do anything? Because the things you just named to me, I'm like, that, those are. are very important things. So what are they doing out here? Like, how are they And that's the point. Like, I was, I kid you not, here in Shreveport, I was networking with a doctor's office. And I was talking to one of the nurses. And she says, we have a lot of ladies who come in here saying they have pain. And I'm like, okay. She's like, we've done tests. We do this. We, we've done everything we can do. We've given a medication. Nothing seemed to work. And I was like, send those patients to me. Because it may be pelvic floor muscle or alignment you know because sometimes the pelvis you know it's bones they have joint there's joints in the pelvis mm. right there's the pubic symphysis in the front and there are two joints at the back they can be out of alignment so it could be as simple as that it could be from the hip a, a lady if they have hip injuries um there's muscles in the hip that are connected to the pelvic floor obturated interns be one of those and if that muscle is out of alignment or spasm then it can cause pelvic pain as well so we have to find out what's causing it, you know. And some pelvic pain can be, and this is your area, mental, right? Like they have a history of sexual abuse. They've had, you know, some type of trauma. And it's just that cycle that they keep repeating. And now it's, they're holding that tension in their pelvic floor. So we just have to figure out what's causing it. If it's not coming from alignment, if it's not coming from the hip or the back, it can come from the back as well. Um, then yeah. it, and we find the muscle spasm because we mm. actually can feel it. It's actually it's pretty interesting. You know how you have a Charlie horse or a muscle spasm in your calf. You can feel it in the pelvic floor. It feels it just it just doesn't feel mm -hmm. normal. So, yeah. And then you just mentioned the back. Now we're yeah. talking about a whole nother area. So the oh, yes. back there are can nerves that come out of the area back. as well. Uh, you know the the spinal cord nerves come out and they innervate every part of the body right they go down to the fingertips to the toes um so if there's certain segments of the spine that are affected it can affect the pelvic floor as well 
it's that specific. It's that detail. <laughs> yeah. And it's usually the lumbar spine. It, it is because I'm like, man, you got to take yeah. care of everything around that area because from what you're saying, it's like everything's connected. If something yeah. go wrong with one, something can go wrong with yeah. the other. I'm, I'm <laughs> like, this is some it is. And you know, right here. Right. So and we don't talk about it. Yeah. And that's why some people are so, and there are providers. There are providers who don't know yeah. it's in that. I'm telling you, that's part of my mission here. I knew it before I got here. I prayed on that. I was like, I know I'm going to have to do a lot of marketing with pelvic floor because it's so, you know, misunderstood and, and no one talks about it. So, yeah. Yeah. And what's crazy is that before <laughs> I met you, I yeah. didn't know. Right. And so when when um, you were talking about it, I was like, this could have been something really great to add to um, my plan oh, before yeah. I gave birth. Right. Like that was something else that I could have been going oh, yeah. to that right. could have been very helpful. Right. But I didn't know about it. Nobody suggested it out of all the doctors I was seeing. Right. No one said anything. Right. So from what you're saying, it could definitely help before pregnancy during after. pregnancy and let's talk about after because definitely oh, yeah. after, again right? it depends on the type of, of labor you know whether it's a c-section <laughs> versus a vaginal delivery right how long was your labor mm -hmm. did you tear like what it's just you know we get very detailed we get very detailed what <laughs> happened during your labor you know and your delivery so yeah. all of that matters because the pelvic floor that it's it is stretched paper thin when you're delivering a child and so those muscles have to return. And so I cannot okay. remember where I read it, but there is a country that after you deliver a child, they give you um, free, well, not free, I won't say, they, they require that the mother go see a pelvic floor physical therapist. That's that's a part of their treatment plan. And I'm not, I'm not saying it's free, but I'm just saying it's a part of their treatment plan. Um, we don't do that. That's a great part of the treatment plan though, because again, they don't tell you anything. They say, yes. go home. No sex for six weeks. Ice. Um, yeah. Keep the area sanitized and clean. Right? They'll tell you go see a pelvic floor physical therapist. They can help you. You know, get it back the way well, you know. As close as we back can. The way it was, but probably right, right. you know, like because you guys are the experts, right? No. Like they don't say that. They don't tell you anything. You know. But what I just said, like that's the norm, right? Those right. four, those four or five things. That's the norm. Go home, yeah. take care yes. of it. Yes. Don't use it. <laughs> and even though with that country, and they way, um right. they do have to be cleared by the doctor before they're actually you know go see the pelvic physical therapist. So, um, but yeah, I do think that that's what we should do. Like, just allow that allow us to make sure that the muscles are functioning properly after after the delivery. That's it. You know, and it could be one visit. It could be, hey, you're fine. Your muscles are. You have coordination. Everything's working fine. Your endurance is good. All right. Continue what you're doing. Give you some exercises to work on, and that's it. That is. It. That was the next question I was gonna ask. Can you give oh. them like one thing that they can do at home? Um, not if you have pain, because she did say if you have pain, you should not be working your pelvic floor <laughs> exactly. muscles if you have pain. Exactly. Because that can just make it worse. Hey, so I'm interrupting this video to tell you about this really amazing community where moms are supporting moms in a really genuine way to be a support system in not only your, only your life, but in both your home and in your business. 
What's better than being with a group of like-minded women who really care about you and your success? We're talking personal development, business development, co-working, networking, and just support where we meet you, where you are, we get, and we got you. Check out the Thrive After Nine tribe at www.thriveafternine.com. Now back to the episode. So if you have no pain, but you want to work those muscles, give us one thing that you can do at home. My go-to again is the neck. Coughing, sneezing, laughing, anytime or lifting, make sure you squeeze and squeeze and hold until you're in an upright position, right? Especially if you're lifting something you want to, okay, squeeze, lift, stand, right? Because you want to help have control of the pelvic floor muscles. Coughing, sneezing, laughing, that's that stress incontinence. And a lot of people leak with that, you know, when the stress is put on the pelvic floor muscles. So anytime, if, especially if you if you leak a little bit, even if it's just a little small amount, if you feel yourself about to cough or laugh or, or sneeze, it's a heart laugh too, right? You just squeeze, like I'm doing it now, squeeze and, <coughs> and cough. And that's an exercise in itself too. Squeeze, <coughs> cough. Now, I'm going to have you do it, Kamisha. <laughs> All right. Okay. Yeah, I was like, first I okay. was going to tell you to tell them what are right. they squeezing because you're just you're saying squeezing. Squeeze. What are they uh, let's squeezing? See. Not the hips, <laughs> not the thighs. It's a true pelvic. Okay, so you're sitting on your pelvic floor. You should feel instead of things moving down towards the seat, you should feel everything moving up, right? So squeeze, but don't squeeze the thighs and don't squeeze your hips. So if you're watching right now or even watching the recording, what I want you to do right now is take the time because Dr. Latonya Mister is about to show us how to work our pelvic floor muscles, right? So I want you guys to sit down so that you can feel the pelvic floor muscle as you're sitting in the chair. You can feel right. it because I can feel it now that she's yes. mentioned it. I can feel it <laughs> before I was not thinking right, about it, right. but now I can, right? Now I'm doing too much, right? Now I'm doing too much, right? Okay, now she's, nope, nope, not too much. So right. she's going to take us through this right now. So she's going to tell us what to do. Okay, on, so again, you're seated. So that's being the fact that you're sitting means you have some feedback, right? You, you can kind of feel it more. So you're going to squeeze again. You will feel the lower abdomen suck in and up as well. So you're going to feel your pelvic floor squeeze. You're going to feel the lower abdomen go in and, and you know, up. Nothing pushing down. And a good exercise is to cough. <coughs> After you cough, let it release. Did you feel it release? Okay. Yeah. yeah. It, was, it was weird. It was weird because I I can, I can, I'm thinking about it. So right. you can actually right. feel right, 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 right. <laughs> So let's okay. take us through it again. So take us through it again. You are going let's, to let's again, again, keep let's the hips and the thighs okay. relaxed. The, the abdomen is going to suck in and up. You don't have to do the abdomen. It's going to do it on, okay. on its own. So you're going to squeeze, hold, cough, <coughs> and then relax. And you should feel it release. You should feel it release. Mm. If you don't mm. feel it release, come see me. <laughs> Interesting. Okay, so if you don't feel the release, she said you need to come see her, and her information will be right. in the comments, right, um, in okay. the description. So I have a question, right? You said cough. What are the other cough, ones you can laugh, do for this exercise? Cough. Sneeze. 
I'll write these down so I can put it in the description. Cough, laugh, and cough, laugh. And if you're going to do any type of heavy lifting, you just want to, you know, give it a squeeze to help hold everything in. But don't, once you're upright from the lift, you can read. And anytime you lift. Yes. So, and when you lift, right? So, Correct. cough, laugh, sneeze, and when you lift. All right, that's cool. That's cool. So we okay. do have a question. Um, okay. Let's see. Yes. Can you see the question? So can weight loss or weight gain affect my pelvic? Um, she rides her bike for cardio exercise. First one, can weight loss and weight uh, gain? Uh, gain. Um, weight gain can. And the reason weight gain can is it's putting excessive pressure on the pelvic floor. And it depends on where the, the weight gain is, especially if it's in the abdomen, you know, a lot of weight there. Um, that's going to put that extra pressure on the pelvic floor and it can weaken the pelvic floor. So uh, one of the things, one of the ways to help with pelvic control and to strengthen it is, is to lose weight. Weight loss shouldn't affect it. It shouldn't affect it. Um, and you ride your bike. So we do have a nerve in the pelvic floor. So yes, your bike should have, you should go to someone who does fittings for them and make sure that your posture is right and correct on a bike. Because we do have something called the pudendal nerve that's in the pelvic floor area. And again, we sit on our pelvic on the bike. And if you're out of alignment, you could be pinching that nerve. So you really want to make sure that you're properly aligned while you're riding a bike. And that goes for men and women. So Okay, so... Um, if she is doing cardio on her bike, then she should go get a properly fitted seat so that it doesn't affect her pelvic area. That sounds good because I had a lot of issues when I would bike around the neighborhood. Mm -hmm. I had to keep changing my seat. It was very uncomfortable. That's and right, now girl. I know why. We have nerves everywhere. Yeah. The seat yeah. was very so, uncomfortable. Good question. <laughs> All right. So definitely um, get your um, seat uh, if if you can on your bike, get your seat fitted. Um, so that was a really good question. All right. So we have a reached the segments. Okay. I have okay. more segments. <laughs> so um, we've got a lot of good, good, good information, right? So this segment and part of uh, the podcast is okay. called Tools and Tips, right? So it's where I give a tool for um, okay. our moms who are entrepreneurs, right? And then the okay. expert that is on gets to give a tip. So I told you a little bit in advance to give you time to get it together because usually <laughs> I just bring it on you now. Give okay. <laughs> you can give me a tip okay. real quick and I'm going to go ahead and give a tool. So this week's tool um, that I've been using and it has been giving me a lot of life and honing it, honing it in for me. Because a lot of times when we're using this tool, that tool, this tool, that tool, this tool, that tool, we're like all over the place already as moms and business owners. I won't say we're all over the place. Right. We have a lot on our minds, right? And I feel like having to log into this and that and this and that and then connect all these different things mm, drives gotcha. me insane. Gotcha. It drives me insane. So one of the tools that I began using that's really amazing is a new um, system out okay. called Funnel Streams. 
And with Funnel Streams, it's a true all-in-one where you have your website builder, your funnel builder, your schedule, your um, okay. everything. I want to say everything, your mail system, your text system, everything is truly all in one. And I've been using it and I've been loving it because I haven't had to go out and connect all of these different things together because it's all there in one system and it links together very well. Why? Because everything's in one system. So nice. it works together automatically, right? So that is the tool for this week. It has much more, but I can't list it off the top okay. of my head because it's a really long list, but it will be linked in the description. I will link it in the description. So now it is time for the tip from the experts. You had a chance to think about it. What your yeah, does it have a pelvic floor tip? Um, if you know something's wrong, don't stop there, right? Like, because there are some, again, you said, what are those patients who are having pain? What are they doing? They're sitting at home in pain. So if reach out, even if you just call a regular physical therapy off physical therapy office, they um may know a pelvic floor physical therapist to refer you to, or they may have one on staff, but just don't give up just because, you know, your doctor didn't recommend a referral or, or, you know, if, if something's wrong, look into it, get a second opinion, get a third opinion. If you need, just don't sit there in pain. Like it's unnecessary. And there is help somewhere. Somebody has the answer somewhere when it comes to your health trust. So. I like that tip because she, and I know it may be hard mm -hmm. You may feel embarrassed. You may feel like some, no one's listening. You may feel all these different things. And especially as women, like we have the tendency to, if we hadn't gotten that answer to, I won't say give up, yeah. but to brush it off, right? Because you're like, they keep telling us nothing is wrong, right? Or they don't know and they don't say they don't know. Like, then they're just telling me, well, everything's normal. Something's not normal if you're in pain. So the tip was to reach out, to keep going. Yeah. Don't just sit there in pain. Like keep persevering, keep going to find what you need. And if you have pain in that area, you're having trouble urinating, defecating, walking, um, any of those things, because she said sitting down, if you're having troubles with any of that, it could be your pelvic floor and you should be reaching out to a pelvic floor physical therapist <laughs> like Dr. That's right. That's right. And even if you're not in Shreveport, you can call so, for a free 20 minute consult. I'm willing to, you know, just listen and see. Well, yes, you may need pelvic floor PT. You know, even if you're not in this state, I, I, there a, the American Physical Therapy Association has a, a directory on their section on um, pelvic health. So if you go type in section on pelvic health, APTA, they have a directory of providers, pelvic floor providers, and you can find one in your area. Is that or serious? Call me. I don't mind helping you find one. So is that All right. All right. So definitely reach out. Like I said, her information will be in the description and you'll be able to reach. She's had a free 20 minute <laughs> consult. Come on. If you have questions. She's saying, look, here's a physical therapist right here that specializes in the pelvic floor. If you're having these That's issues, right. set up a consult. The, the, there's the link right there. Go ahead and set up a consult. So moving to more okay. talk about the pelvic floor. So um, I, I intentionally skipped this when I listened I to the problems because <laughs> we're about to talk about it right now. 
<laughs> one of the things that um i wanted to talk about that some people might be going ahead and uh suffering through right now right one of the things they might be suffering through is sex right they don't know why they're having pain they might cringe at the thought of sex they don't say anything they just mm -hmm. go through with it because hey, their partner wants to have sex, but they don't know why they're having pain. And then maybe they don't want to speak up. Maybe it's awkward when they go to the doctor. Maybe right. they talk to their OBGYN, right? Maybe they've, they've talked, they're talked to their um, PT, right? Yes. I mean, their personal doctor, right? They talk to them right. and they didn't have an answer. So all right, that is to me, it, when I first started, um, pelvic floor PT or pelvic health. They've actually changed the name to pelvic health. So, but I'm, oh, I'm still saying pelvic floor. Cause again, I got to retrain my mind to keep up, <laughs> but, um, that that's the part that I absolutely, I enjoy treating because pelvic pain, and I do put them in that category of pelvic pain. Um, it can be truly from muscle spasms. I've had patients they're, they've had the examination, they had the paps, they've had everything and nothing's showing up. Their partners, oh, you must be cheating. Like you just, you, cause you don't wanna be intimate with me. Like you hear everything. I hear quite a few stories, right? Um, and then I do an exam and I can feel where their pain is. It is real. Pelvic floor muscle spasms are real. And if those muscles are tight, mm then number one, orgas orgasming will hurt, right? Because an orgasm is a contraction of the pelvic floor. So it's really going to hurt. And even insertion will hurt. So because the muscles are not, they're not relaxing enough to mm -hmm. allow anything to enter. So I just say in the beginning, it may start out like for most, not all, not all. Um, well, it's just, it's a little, it's first time, you know, maybe I was nervous. But if it continues and you're comfortable with your partner, then that could be a sign that something else is wrong, right? So go, and, and I add, actually, Kamisha, mm. we talked about this too, Yoni steaming. I am getting really good results with the steaming and the pelvic floor techniques together when it comes to painful intercourse. The, the medical term for that is dyspareunia, right? That's just mean any type of touch. And sometimes it doesn't even have to be insertion. It can be just the thought of them touching externally. It's been that bad. I had a patient where he couldn't, her partner couldn't touch anywhere in that area externally um, without her having pain. And of course, with pelvic pain, with intercourse, there is a mental component to that too. Because the first time, again, you're, you're like, just brushing it off, like maybe it was maybe it was nerves. But as the pain continued, now comes the anxiety with it. So mm -hmm. there are times that even after we've relaxed the muscles, everything's mm -hmm. fine. I'm like, okay, and your goal, because I do make it a goal. Like I get deep and I get personal with my patients. I'm like, look, your goal is to have intercourse two times. Tell me what it was like. If you had pain, try to find out where it is. But if it, there's no pain, have fun, right? And so um, when they come back, um, if they've had pain, mm -hmm. no pain for those two times, then I just, you're, you're good. Discharge them. I give them some techniques to continue. And, and it's really stretching. You don't want to do any kegels. You want to relax. You want to relax. And again, this one is hard to treat because patients are trying to figure out, 
how do I talk about this? You know, how do, who do I talk to this about? You know, I'm trying to mm. talk to my partner and I'm gonna go heterosexual. I'm trying to talk to my partner, but he doesn't understand. So who do I, um, who do I talk to, right? You talk to your doctor, they don't understand it, but then they come in and either they're out of alignment, pelvic alignment, the bones, or they have true muscle spasms. And listen, it is a real thing. And so I, I stretch the, their pelvic floor for them. And if they have a, a partner that wants to be involved, I bring them in. I show them how to stretch the pelvic floor. And, that, and I'm like, look, that could be a part. I don't know how deep you want me to get, Kamisha, because... <laughs> Oh no, like this is great information. Oh no, like this is great information. I want you to go as deep as needed so that people understand and that people are comfortable with approaching the situation because definitely when you said they they have a hard time talking to their partner, their doctor doesn't know, doesn't understand. And then one of the key things that you said is that sometimes it can be mental, right? But maybe it started out physical. And it got worse because as it be as it's hurting um, and they're in pain from physical touch or um, anything that's physical, now it's becoming mental and it's going right. to get worse because that's now right. you're what? You're tensing up and you're squeezing right. when you shouldn't be that's because right. that's going to make the pain worse, right? So um, even at the thought, right, because you're like, that that's mm-hmm. sending a signal to the brain, right? Because you're thinking about it, oh, that... Um, this person may be right. wanting to have sex soon. I don't want to because I'm going to be in pain. So now it's a thought and you're going to be That's right. um, tensing That's up right. even beforehand. So um, you said you <laughs> a lot of good stuff. You know, I didn't interrupt right. you because I'm like, people need this information because definitely if you're going through these things, you That's need right. to um, be able to get help, right? And you don't know where to get help from. And that's why this conversation is so important because again, people don't know much right. or a lot of people don't know that a exactly. pelvic floor exactly. therapy And then exists, women, we expect right? men, and then exists, women, we expect right? men, uh, I'm getting heterosexual, we're expecting them um, to know what we feel. So communication is key, you know, and he doesn't have a vagina. So no, he doesn't know what mm. you feel and where your pain is. Like, okay. So again, if he's up for it, bring him in. And I do. I I yeah. let I demonstrate and then I let him demonstrate. And then I'm like, look, make that a part of your foreplay. You know, go ahead, make it. So because if she's not relaxed, if she's not aroused and she's already having pain, I mean, it's just gonna make it worse. Right, because a foreplay and arousal is very important for us because then we mm. get what we need, our body lubricated. We get everything that we need to be able to accept our partner. And if we don't have that, just that alone, you're already setting a pain. And so I also tell them to uh, lubrication during that time is very important. Um, even if they're like, well, I, I get lubricated. Yep, go ahead and use it anyway until you know things start relaxing and then if you want to get away from the lubrication, that's on you. But during treatment, while you're still having pain, let's use lubrication. Stay away from KY jelly. I hope I don't get sued for that. I'm just saying. <laughs> Stay away from KY. No. <laughs> no. No, don't go with it. If that's going to be right. something that's going to make it worse, we don't want to go with it. So we do have another question. I wanted to bring it um, back up. So um, a question about... Um, 
okay. who uh, you should see. So under what circumstances should a person request to see a pelvic floor physical therapist? Okay, so traditional, traditional PTs, um, they don't have the additional training that a pelvic floor PT has. So pelvic health is taught outside. Some schools are starting to, to bring it up and talk about it. But when I was in school, we got probably a day or two, maybe a week of pelvic health. That was it. Like that was the only training that we had. And it was real brief, right? Um, so that training comes from additional continuing education courses. We take those courses. And I always tell my ladies this, my ladies for mm -hmm. right now, until I start treating men, um, everything that... I do to my patients, I've had done on me. That's how we train as PTs. We have a lab and everybody's just training and learning together, right? Um, that way we'll know what our patients are experiencing and we'll know what normal mm -hmm. is. So if they haven't had the additional coursework, uh, they probably won't be able to do a full examination and find out the true cause of your pain. So that's when you want to see a pelvic floor physical therapist. Okay, so should they start um, with their doctor or should they just seek out the information? Because if they don't know, what are some things they should look for um, in order to know if they should be going to the um, regular physical therapist oh, or if I they see. should now, be seeking out a pelvic floor a physical therapist? Pelvic floor, most pelvic floor for? physical therapists can well, still do orthopedics like hips, knees, you know, because I have some orthopedic patients too. I have patients where I'm not treating their pelvic floor at all. They come to me for back pain and I treat them for that. They come to me with shoulder pain and I treat them for that. So a pelvic floor or pelvic health therapist can treat mm -hmm. what a regular physical therapist can treat. We just offer that extra extra uh, niche of pelvic health. So um, you can call even if we're still PTs. I guess I'm, if I'm if I'm answering this correctly. Um, so we can still do general PT if you want to okay. go and call a pelvic. Uh, for PT and you say, hey, my shoulder hurt, can you treat me? They'll probably say yes, if they still uh, treat orthopedic conditions. If you call me and say, I have shoulder pain, can you help me? I'm gonna say yes. So right now my clients are about 50, 50, 50 orthopedic and 50 uh, pelvic floor. So. so from what I'm hearing that you can go to a pelvic floor physical therapist and they'll be able to treat everything. But if you go to a regular physical therapist and then you have pelvic floor issues, you're gonna to have That's to go correct. see a pelvic floor physical therapist correct. as well. Yes. yes. That's right. Correct. Yeah. So that's what I just heard. So <laughs> you, might as well, <laughs> you might as well go see a pelvic floor physical therapist right now. I'm just kidding. But no, for real though, like if they could treat all parts, right. And then a physical therapist um, treats um, something special, I mean, something specific, then that's different, you know, because a lot of times I do seek out the specialist, right. So I go see the specialist for whatever, mm -hmm. I have going on because I get tired of going to yep. one person, have to go to somebody else and go to somebody else. So if my shoulder hurt, guess what? Yeah, I'm going to find somebody who specializes in his shoulders. Um, <laughs> if my knee hurt, I'm going to find somebody specializing in knees. And I, I, I do it all the time because I got used to um, seeking out the specialist because every time I would go to the doctor, they would tell me nothing is wrong or they can't find anything or everything's normal. But if, if something is wrong and it keeps happening and you're telling me everything <laughs> is normal, something's wrong with you, right? So I just, I just started looking for specialists for everything because I got tired of people telling me that everything's normal, nothing's wrong, gotcha. but I can gotcha. feel that something's yeah. wrong, right? 
Oh yeah, we right. We, we have to, we have to do that, right? So again, we've been talking to Dr. Latanya Mister of Sew and Reap Physical Therapy, uh, which is what, right. strength of a woman, right? I want to put that out there because I think that is so important and it is right on topic. And we've been talking about um, the a healthy pelvic floor, right? We've been talking about the things you can look for. We talked about some exercises. We talked about what you need it for. <laughs> I just found out you pretty much need it for everything. Like I like you need it for everything that's normal. I don't know if true. that makes sense, but you do. <laughs> you need it for everything that's normal right. that you do daily, right? Like you have to walk, right? You need right. it to walk. Right. So you're having trouble walking, you're having trouble sitting, you're having trouble um, urinating, defecating, um, if you're having trouble with sex and you're having pain, like you may need a pelvic floor physical therapist. You may need them for everything. I'm just saying. Right. Like <laughs> so many, so many things on that list that you may just need them for it all. So just go and see them. And you can give Dr. Latonya Mr a call by setting up a consultation. She has a free 20 minute consultation where she is going to be able to talk to you and give you the best advice on where you should move forward. So if you have more questions, her information will be in the description where you can grab it. And what I want you to do right now is tell everybody where they can find you, your website, where they can find you on social media. So if they can go ahead and set them okay. up a consultation. So so if they can go ahead and set them okay. up a consultation. So um, well, we're located it. at, if you're local, um, Shreveport. We're 915 Olive Street, um, and that's in Shreveport. Um, our number is 318-553-5022. And um, Facebook, oh, Lord, I'm horrible with social media. So on Facebook, I think it's So and Reap Physical Therapy, LLC, <laughs> I think. Uh, hold on, you got to bring it up my um <laughs> So yes, on Facebook is so and physical therapy. On Instagram, it is um hold on. See, so and physical therapy again. On Twitter, it is, I think it's just so therapy on Twitter. And our website is www.soandreappt.com. That's S-O-W-A-N-D-R-E-A-P. PT.com. All right. And she just told you everywhere you can find her online at So and Reap Physical Therapy. And I did put it on the screen just in case <laughs> you didn't understand what we were saying. Yeah. So for everyone who's visual, visual, So and Reap Physical Therapy, she is a, a pelvic floor physical therapist. That's what she specializes in, but she does do um, orthopedic. occupational therapy, right? You said occupational physical therapy as well. So she yeah. does the res regular the orthopedic, not occupational. Well you need it. And you can find her on orthopedia. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> okay. It's different. It's different. No. So you can find her everywhere at So and Reap. And um she is going to be offering um, a consultation if you need it. So make sure you set up your consult. Now, this has been very fun talking to you about the pelvic floor. And, you know, we did joke some, but it's very important 
um, a lot of times as um, women, right, and as moms, when we are looking to be a mom, when we are in the process of pregnancy, and then after, we don't get told mm -hmm. that there is a person such as yourself that can help us along the way to uh, make sure we are where we need to be throughout that entire process. So I thank what? you for coming on. It was a fun conversation and you definitely know what you're talking about. That's why I love talking to you about it. Um, and I do, um, as we're leaving um, today, um, I know you mentioned before and you brought this up while we were talking. And I just want you to let people know, because you did say um, that if you're having any type of pain, you shouldn't be working your pelvic floor. You shouldn't right. be doing kegels. You shouldn't be doing anything like that. But you also told me, like you just said, you used something in conjunction with um, the pelvic floor physical therapy. And you told me in the past, because I know a lot of women, they're on this, they're on the CME and the Yoni. And you said everybody shouldn't do that as well. And as we're leaving out, I do want you to go ahead and let people know when they should not be using that because I think that's so very important. So I don't want to leave today without you letting everyone know when you should not see. Gotcha. Amazing oil. thing to do. Um, I hear a lot of feedback from it and people are being negative towards it, but it's amazing. Nothing goes inside the vagina, first of all, because here locally, that's what a lot of people want to burn me. No, not, nothing is inserted vaginally. Okay. It's steam okay all right so if you are pregnant do not steam if you have very short cycles meaning uh well two cycles in one month sometimes people identify that better um because they don't know you know to count it but if you have two cycles in a month meaning the time between the first bleed to the next bleed is short or you get two of those one month don't steam okay if um you're attempting to get pregnant and um, you're in that window where you're actively trying, don't steam because we want, sometimes steam can bring things down. We want everything sperm to stay inside the vagina. So those, those are the biggest mm -hmm. ones. Um, of course, they are, we do use herbs. So if you're allergic to those herbs that we use, do not steam, you know. Um, and there is a length, don't ever steam over 30 minutes for anybody. Uh, and there are some people who shouldn't steam more than 10 minutes. Um, again, there's an evaluation for that and to know if you are a 30 minute steamer versus a 10 minute steamer. So it's just, everything is, is a science behind it. You know, I wouldn't tell anyone to just go and steam like just, there is, you know, if you have a yeast infection, can you steam? Yes. If you have, um, an active boil or something in the area, can you steam? Yes. Um, so yeah, it just, let me complete the evaluation. <laughs> so it's just so hard to answer because it's so individualized. You know what I mean? But again, if you're actively trying to get pregnant, if you are already pregnant, and if you have short cycles, uh, do not steam. All right. All right. So that's some good information to know. And I just wanted you to be able to say that because I wanted to make sure that people have the information because you are always giving good information and you're like, okay, I'm going to make sure you know the proper way oh, yeah. instead of just the money, right? Because a lot of people's like, oh, everybody should do this here, here, here. But you're like, no, like if you, if these things are going on, don't do it. So I just wanted you to go ahead and um, let them know. So again, if you have some questions about that, right. remember 20 minute consultation, make sure 
you um, set up your consultation and give her a call. And like I said, everything will be down in the description. Make sure you tune in here every week, 8 p.m. Eastern, where we'll be talking about everything mommyhood and business. And today we focused a lot on self-care because it's so important. We sometimes forget to take care of ourselves. And if you don't take care of yourself, you can't take care of your family. You can't run your business. So self-care is very important. So we'll be focusing a lot on self-care for the month of October. And we started with pelvic care because I thought that you needed to know something that you might not have known because I know <laughs> I didn't know about it until I met Dr. Lasagna Mister. So make sure you uh, tune back in next week, Sunday, and we'll have another self-care topic where we'll be talking to moms who are also entrepreneurs about mommyhood, your journey, life, and being moms, right. women, and humans. You don't have to be one. You can be yeah, that's right. all <laughs> at the same damn time. <laughs> so thank you for listening, and I'll see you all have again next week. <laughs>